Hello and welcome to the Heart Rules Podcast. I'm your host, Emily, and today we're going to be discussing blended. Now, I don't know about you, but immediately when I hear the word blended, I think of smoothies. That's right. I'm not going to lie. I love food. But we're actually going to be discussing some more deeper dive into what blended can actually mean. And today I have a wonderful human being that I will be discussing that with. And her name is Darlena Garcia. How are you doing today, Darlena? I'm doing good, Emily. How are you doing? I'm great. It's a wonderful day. It's very windy here. We just had a couple tornadoes and stuff like that in our area. But the house didn't blow away, so we're doing pretty good. Yep, same here. We had some tornadoes last night in Wisconsin. Yeah, it kind of hit right up a couple places. I hear uh, Cedar Rapids in the area over here got really hit hard. So did uh, Iowa City in the Coral Coralville area got hit really hard. Uh, but that's what happens with big storms, you know. Mother Nature's going to take it out on mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Darlena, tell me. What did you have for breakfast today? Um, today I had leftovers from Fern and I, my husband and I. We went on a date yesterday to a smokehouse, and I had those leftovers today. So I had a brisket melt and waffle fries for breakfast. That's a great breakfast. <laughs> I had I we uh, my wife and I. She usually on Sundays we make breakfast together. It's either Saturdays or Sunday, mm-hmm. but uh, and it's every other Sunday because we have every other Sundays together. Um, but she made the waffles on her little mini waffle maker and I made the bacon and the eggs. Mm. So we kind of worked there on breakfast and then we, we ate so much protein. I think that, uh, we're going to be paying for it later. (laughs) Sure. Um, so Darlena, I have to ask you, you know, you kind of talked about your husband a little bit. Mm. So what's his, my husband's name is Fernando, but we, everyone calls him Fern. He's my little Fern plant. (laughs) Yes. The town little family um so i am married um and i have my two-year-old son noah and yeah and then we have my in-laws living with us so yeah we got a full house Mm, sounds like a quite a struggle having your in-laws with you so dive into that a little bit yeah you know some days it is a little bit of a struggle you know having two separate adults you know what i mean in your family but honestly it is it is such a blessing having other people you know, being there to help out, like if I need to go put my laundry in the washer or whatever, I need to help make dinner, you know, it's an extra two set of hands that are able and willing to, you know, help take care of my son or help me out in those things. So it is honestly a very good blessing. So that that's kind of like our blend, yes. right? So not only are you dealing with, you know, starting your own family, mm-hmm. but you have two people in there in the mix, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That is, you know, and you and you have a bright side mm-hmm. of it, right? Is what. Oh yeah, and but I know, I know deep down there is some struggles. What kind of struggles do you deal with? Yeah, it's you know, it's always gonna be the thing where you know it's still two other adults in your house, and I, you know, everyone, everyone clashes heads every once in a while, even with your own parents if you're living when you're a child, living in your parents' house, you know, but. Um, yeah, I, I think that the most important thing is always to look for the right sides because if you dwell in those frustrating moments or if you get in an argument or anything and you sit there and you try to 
focus on that, that's when it gets that hatefulness in you. And that's how it gets hard to kind of continue with your life, you know, kind of continue with the right side of things. Mm -hmm. Now, not only are you dealing, I know a little bit about <laughs> yeah. this, so uh, the cat's out of the bag here. This is my little sister. <laughs> but um, uh, I do know, you know, you're living with the struggle of, I guess there's a, that's not really an everyday mm -hmm. struggle, but you are dealing with a challenge, mm -hmm. right? Having, having your husband and your son that you're raising, and then you have, you know, uh, some two extra people within mm -hmm. there that you are caring for as well, and they are caring for you mm -hmm. as well. And you have this harmony, but there is another portion of being blended mm -hmm. that is mixed into that. Oh there? yeah, definitely. Um, so my husband is Hispanic. He is Mexicano and um, his in-laws, you know, they're learning English and I'm learning Spanish. And when I first met my husband, all I had was maybe like two and a half years of high school Spanish in me. I I wouldn't even know left and right in Spanish before I met my husband and, you know, kind of growing and even raising a child. It has very much broadened my language in Spanish and English, too, because, you know, trying to tell a little two year old to stop is kind of hard <laughs> when they're going up the stairs a million miles an hour. And um, but still um, learning that Spanish, it's being like one-on-one -on -one with family members that you're having general conversations with, you know, it's not like a high anxiety where like, um, you know, like when you go to other countries and you don't know the language, so you have a little more anxiety in you, you don't know what they're saying. And um, being in this, like a family, I, I get to learn Spanish a lot easier because I, it's just general conversations, you know, just laid back, nothing's anxious. I get to just talk and learn and, take in all of this language and yeah would you say that that helped you with your with your outside life oh, you know outside of definitely you? like uh definitely so yeah. um like after you know after being with my husband for a couple of years and I um after having my son and I got back to working because I didn't work for um I, most of my pregnancy, Fern didn't let me work. He, he let me work, but he wanted me to stay home. You know, he wanted me to take care of myself because I was pregnant at the time. And then, um, I didn't start working until seven months postpartum. So when, um, my son Noah was about seven months. And, um, so when I was, I was, I had so much home life, so much Spanish, so much, so much learning Spanish at home. So now when I got to go to work, I get to put that on my resume, on my interview skills that I, I, I'm bilingual. I mean, I hope to think I'm bilingual. Um, <laughs> yeah. No more than yeah. I am. I'm, I'm terrible. I can barely speak English, <laughs> let alone try another language. Yeah. So you already got me topped there. Yeah. But with, with it helping, you know, you have your career, it's kind of helping with, mm -hmm. um, you also are dealing with learning a new way, mm -hmm. right? So let's let's talk about childhood, mm -hmm. though, right? So our childhood. Um, I don't want to go too deep yeah. into that, right? A different kind, yeah. kind of topic. But based off of uh, how we were raised, right, and what we grew up seeing and having around us, how much of a shock was it to experience uh, a new not really new, but a, but a very different way that family was interpreted with um, becoming blended mm -hmm. into a new family, mm -hmm. right? With your husband's side, 
right? To, let's talk about that. Yeah, so it, it is definitely, I don't know, I think it is more cultural thing too, um, but they, um, my in-laws and my husband, they are very family orientated. The family comes first before anything else. You take care of your parents and the parents, you take care of your parents and the parents take care of their children and they're always there for them and they're always taking the needs first mm -hmm. and you know, and I'm not saying like, that's not how we were raised by any means, but I see that, mm -hmm. you know, it's very more, um, how do you say, like conscious. Everyone is conscious of body language, of um, have you eaten? Have you done your homework? Are you, do you need anything? It's always like making sure that you are complete. Yeah, it's just yes. different, you know, different. And every family is, you know, there's no such thing mm -hmm. as normal. There's no such right? Mm -hmm. Every family is how they go about feelings, emotions, um, how they go about caretaking. Everything is completely different in every family. Mm -hmm. Now, there may be similarities, mm -hmm. right? But it is always going to be different. And that's something that, you know, even myself, I'm learning because I'm married into a family too, mm -hmm. right? And I'm learning side. Um, and the struggles with that can also struggle on your marriage, right? Because First, you have to learn them, right? Your spouse. Mm -hmm. You have to you have to learn them, and that's kind of how you get a little hint about how their family is, right? Is how they show their emotions, how they speak, how they carry themselves, and that kind of gives you a little bit of a taste of their family. Not always, okay. And sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, you you encounter that, you know, shock, the shock of, oh wow, you know, this isn't something that I'm used to. But mm -hmm. a lot of people get scared from that. Right. And that's part of that, like heart rolls that we talk about. Mm -hmm. So when you start to get scared about something that you're learning that is new or a totally different way, we start to go into the shutdown mode. Right. Mm -hmm. Where it's where we do not want to pursue the unknown. Right. But somehow you had created a rule that opened you up to that. Tell me what kind of things when you were first learning about your husband and this family that you were kind of struggling with, that were turning into a sort of a set of rules to protect yourself with, you know, like things that you wanted to not dive into deeply mm -hmm. about, or you were worried about things like that. Yeah. So probably the big thing was, um, the change in communication. And it, it definitely is different because like me not knowing Spanish in the first place and having to learn Spanish, I had to learn like this whole nother, I have to learn a family, but I also have to learn how to talk to the family. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to communicate. So sometimes I would have to be careful because, you know, it, I, I'm like a, I was like a four-year-old. I don't understand what I, I know. I understand what I'm saying, but I don't understand exactly what is saying, what I'm saying in Spanish. So I, I would always kind of have to set that rule for myself that I'd have to think before I would say something because sometimes in Spanish two different two of the same phrase can mean completely different things and that's the biggest thing too it's like you sometimes don't realize how different languages are and how you interpret things in different languages and saying those things in different um, contexts you could be saying the same thing but depending on the context and I mean it's the same with English you know it all depends on the context, and I had to, you know, kind of protect myself 
So then I wasn't like offending anyone because I don't, I didn't want to offend anyone. I just want to have conversations, but that's the big thing in the change of the, um, yeah, the change of communication. It's yeah. Different. It's different, but it, it caused you to kind of want to start protecting yourself. And, oh yeah. You know, the, the what if of, Oh, I'm going to say the wrong mm-hmm. thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing. Right. That's part of that. Hurt oh yes. You know, like I'm scared of the unknown. I'm scared. I'm learning something new and I'm going to tread lightly. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, what you're talking about is probably something that could be a universal kind of feeling towards a, a totally different situation someone else would be feeling. So like treading lightly into something learning new, you know, um, but anyway, let's uh, get, let's get into, you know, you kind of talked about how the language barrier, the bilingual helps you with your career. Um, I know you do a pretty fun and interesting job. So tell me, what do you do? Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much just a receptionist. That's kind of like the way I'm like a receptionist plus a couple bonuses on it. So I am, mm-hmm. I'm just answering, you know, I work for an OBGYN clinic, so it's a specialist clinic and I, I wouldn't trade it for a world. Our doctors there are great. I mean, I'm not trying to like promote, come to our clinic or anything, but you know, I, I feel like the clinic that I'm working at is honestly the greatest clinic. All of our providers are patient orientated. All of our nurses are patient orientated. And that makes me want to, you know, like, I don't know, I didn't know anything about healthcare. I knew like the bare minimum. That's why I chose to be a receptionist and not a nurse, you know, I didn't want to be a nurse because I didn't know how that, you know, lifestyle was. But as a receptionist, I'm just answering phone calls, you know, scheduling appointments. The doctors get called out like emergency C-sections. They they have to run out and I have to reschedule their entire day and contact all their patients, you know. it's That's the thing, too. It's like I do that stuff, but then also I get to talk with Spanish-speaking patients, you know, because I they... For English, I can just transfer them to the nurse if they have a question. But for Spanish-speaking patients that call in, say they're scared about some symptoms they're having or they don't know when they need to come in for an appointment. Like, I get to communicate with, you know, through the nurse with them. You know, I get to broaden my knowledge as I'm comforting these people if they need comfort or explaining things that they need to be explained. You know, I'm... I'm now, I, I'm not... I'm not being the nurse. I don't have, which is really nice. I don't have the responsibility of what I'm saying is not good advice, you know, because it's, it's kind of security because I'm just telling them what the nurse is saying. And that's kind of helpful because, you know, if they have further questions, it's not on me that I have to answer those questions. Right. But you are doing like a piece of like an everyday hero kind of situation. You know, we're helping patients that are, have that language mm-hmm. barrier that would be terrified to come in because of that, mm-hmm. you know, and not able to get the correct care because of that, because maybe they do come mm-hmm. in and then just don't understand mm-hmm. or you can't understand them. And, you know, with everything that's going on mm-hmm. today, you know, there's doctors who are shut down, oh, yeah. right? They don't, they don't want to pursue anything to help women's health mm-hmm. and, you are offering a portion that helps those who are neglected, oh, yeah. right? 
And can you see that? I definitely see, see that? that. Especially my coworkers mm-hmm. say that there is a larger Hispanic community or larger Spanish speaking community that there ever was. And I think it's because they didn't have this resource before. They didn't have someone right. they can just come or they can't just call a doctor's office and say, hey, I need an appointment. They have to go mm-hmm. through all these steps that us, you know, English speaking people don't understand like how different it is. It's like if we go to we go to Germany. No one there speaks English. I mean, probably there's going to be people that speak English. But, you know, we go to this different country and, oh, my gosh, like, my arm's cut off and I need to find the nearest hospital. I can't, I can't just, like, I can't just, like, walk up to someone and be like, where's a hospital? I have to, <clears throat> excuse me. We could help farmers. I, I know, <laughs> yes. But you can't understand what But if it is something that is, you know, like with women's yeah. health, there's a lot of weak hair mm-hmm. and a lot of medical problems that we carry that you you would not be able to recognize mm-hmm. you know you we are we're strong and we've been trained by birth that women have to tuck everything down mm-hmm. real deep not show emotion right otherwise we're known as yeah. crazy or super emotional mm-hmm. right we can handle it so it it is really cool that you you get to be this everyday hero and you're probably impacting all those people's lives mm-hmm. without even knowing it. Oh well, yeah. You're offering an option for them to no longer be scared, mm-hmm. right? Come in and actually get care that they yeah. need instead of continuing to tuck it all exactly. down. Exactly. It doesn't matter what culture you are, it's still instilled at us that with women we have to still tuck it mm-hmm. down, right? But you're offering that. But I do know, I do know you have now being this bilingual, you know, kind of interpreter mm-hmm. with your patient. Um, well, not yeah. necessarily, but with the patients, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure that you have some very crazy stories yes. of some kind of situation that you had to explain to the doctor for them. Mm-hmm. And tell me one of those stories. Well, I can't give too much information, obviously, because of HIPAA and I have to completely combine by that. But, you know, it's just, like, the thing, like, I get phone calls where, like, they've had these symptoms. Say they've had the symptom, and it's, like, a really, really bad symptom that they've had for, like, over a year. And it's it's just they've never had that ability to communicate with anyone. Because they, they can't just go to, like, urgent care because even when they go to urgent care, they get put on with, like, a phone interpreter. And I I personally have tried calling the fo- the phone interpreter line, and it takes, like, 15 minutes to get someone on. And it's just such a hassle. And these people, these poor, poor people that all, all it is is because they speak a different language. That's all. They're just human beings, just like you and I. But we can't change until we start yeah, to change, Yeah, exactly. Right? And I'm not... You're... you're- and I'm, I'm not saying, like, everyone has to go out and learn Spanish. Everyone has to go do this. It's just more so, like, try to be aware. I, I personally do, like, self-reflect a lot. I try to be aware that put myself in these people's shoes. I put myself in these people's shoes. How much did they struggle just to try to get this appointment? Because they have to call or they have to have their family members call to schedule appointments. And to feel that fear that they have to ask someone for help. And some, you know... I'm not one to ask for help all the time. I know myself. I don't like asking for help. I like to struggle it out until I'm ripping my hair out, you know? <laughs> but but having all these issues, right? Like a, even though you aren't, you know, to you, you may not feel like you're doing mm-hmm. much other than just interpreting, mm-hmm. but there is your shoulders, mm-hmm. right? There are struggles that are 
you're seeing, you're seeing all of this, you know, how these people have to wait, how they, there's nothing, there's no accommodations for Mm -hmm. them whatsoever because, you know, most people are ignorant and they don't care and that, and it won't change until you change Mm -hmm. it. So what kind of struggles are like, do you, are you feeling the weight of your shoulders? Um, So sometimes like when I try, like, I feel like sometimes I get taken advantage of because I do speak Spanish. So when I'm talking with these people and I'm helping them because I, I'm one that tries to give everything that I can. And I don't know if that's totally bad of me, but you know, I feel like those people that are asking for help deserve the help. If you're asking and you're needing and you're looking for help, you deserve the help. And then there's other people that are asking for help and I'm giving my help, giving my help, giving my help. And they don't, you not so much they accept the help, but they don't appreciate how much that I'm helping. You know, set up for right. like insurance stuff. Like say someone doesn't have insurance and they don't even know which resources, who to call or anything like that. And I give them a whole list of all these resources and I call for them. I help them for them, you know, so they don't have to do any of the work. And, and then they turn around and then they never show up again. You know what I mean? It's... But that's part of their their set of rules, right? They're exploring the unknown. They seen that there was someone there helping, but maybe they were scared about why you were Mm -hmm. helping, right? Maybe you didn't have, maybe in their mind, they didn't feel that they had, you had the right intentions, right? You Mm -hmm. were trying, you know, and, and it's part of that, you know, you're scared. You're scared how you're coming off to someone whenever, you know, it's like the first impression Mm -hmm. is everything right and you try you try you try but then Mm -hmm. it fails and but that failure can't stop you from wanting to continue to help right so tell tell me what kind of things you kind of do to decompress yourself to be able to give that same level of care for the next individual the next person that needs I um again it's a lot of self-reflection I do try to self-reflect and kind of look at the look at the situation, stand back and look at it from afar and say, this happened one time and it, it's going to happen again. It's inevitable. It will happen again. But there are people that need help. There are people that need this help. You know, mm-hmm. like if I go to a grocery store, I go to the bank and there's a Spanish speaking person and no one else speaks Spanish. If they really need the help, I, I will step up and help them. And it's not like I'm trying to get in their business. I don't ever want to like intrude. But you know, if I, I can see and there's like a long line wherever I'm at and it's a long line waiting and waiting and waiting and there's no communication communication getting through, then I go up and I ask them, I say, do you want my help? Do you want me to help you? Mm-hmm. I can help you if you want my help. And then if they don't want the help, then they don't want the help. And it's, you know, I don't take offense to it because maybe it's like their own rules in their heart. They don't want to let people in because they're scared they might be used. They might get hurt or, you know, mm-hmm. so. It's the same. It's the same feelings that everyone oh, yeah. is feeling. And though, even though, you know, back mm-hmm. to that topic, being blended even though there is the, a topic to it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are or what you're going through. We all still have this universal mm-hmm. feeling, right? We all feel that we're not mm-hmm. enough or there is something there that we have to protect ourselves mm-hmm. from because we feel differently. Mm-hmm. Now that was just a wonderful episode with our wonderful human being, Darlena Garcia. I hope that she gave some insight on our topic, Blended. 
and I had so much fun doing this episode. Please tune in for the next available episode, which will be dropping every Sunday.